1: It's called Hallelujah.
2: We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream, so we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan are hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, break geek, refuge, refuge, break geek, break refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that like, yeah, no,
0: action news. And now, your host, Mike Lunsford. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to use that too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello friends, welcome to another episode of At The Diner on the DGr Pirate Radio Network. I am your host, Mike Lunsford. With me on this evening's at the diner i have the standard fare of co-hosts as always but uh, we've also got a very special guest which are well, we're going to introduce here in just a moment but let me start with our co-hosts um you know him you love him he is been my co-host on podcasts for this is year three now we might be going into year four yeah. year three yeah it's year Fe- three man february of 2018 that's awesome, dude. Hey, it's and we're in February too, and it's your birthday month. It's my birthday month. February is a fucking great month when it comes to GGR things. Uh, he's a talented musician as well. Check him out on Bandcamp. Um, he is a podcast host here. He's got his own solo show. It is called The Overflow with MC Brooks. I just said his name. It's MC Brooks. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> We've also got the very talented, always friendly, engaging in fact he was the one who hooked us up with our guest for this evening he is mr james rambo i'm people who know people god damn it people who know people as a matter of fact the the person who knows persons uh, i'm gonna let him introduce our guest <laughs> for this evening uh and give us a little bit of background and then we'll go ahead and jump into uh to this night's uh series of podcasts that we're doing for uh for the great geek refuge
0: Oh, shit, no pressure. Who are you talking? (laughs) This is my friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's a guy I've known for shit, like a decade. We've known each other for like 10 years, dude. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) I was like, wait, we met at
0: Victory, and I worked at Victory in 2010. Oh, man. Uh, man. Yeah, um, no, he's he's, he's, a... He's a guy who has slowly but surely been letting his his geek flag fly. Um, (laughs) And for for legal purposes, he will be introduced as Duke Arlington. Welcome to the show, sir.
1: Hey, thank you for having me.
3: Blessings on blessings. Just just (laughs) a fucking great radio name, too. Duke Arlington. Or like a superhero (laughs) name. Who was Uh, that masked man that helped change my tire and then fought off the roving band of thugs why that's Duke Arlington
1: you mean the Duke <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> funny, funny thing about I don't mean to ruin it but it's actually supposed to be um, the name of your first pet and the city you were born in that's supposed to be the name for your uh, adult uh, career <laughs> that's, that's pretty dope that...
3: I mean I would be I would be Terry Fairfax so kinda hot Right? Uh, Kinda of hot. Sound like women.
0: Um, <laughs> it's it's either uh, yeah, it's charity gallatin is <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, I'm pretty, I'll take it.
3: <laughs> Probably Phils. kind of a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gets accused of having resting bitch face all the time, but actually really nice, and always brings really good food uh, to all the
0: uh, work functions. Yeah, (laughs) the work functions. The work functions. And I cater, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) and everyone else.
3: (laughs) Ladies and gentle thems. Ladies and gentle thems. Actually, I caught that from uh, Hate Lady from... um, when I did my interview with uh, Lindsay and Amanda from uh, from Hey Lady, was they used good people uh, both of them? Yes, I, I did enjoy them. That was a good podcast, which you guys will be able to hear very very soon on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. Now I need to hear MC Brooks. What would your porn star name be? So what was the what was the first part of it like the first it's,
1: half of it's a, uh, the first name is supposed to be the name of your first pet, and the last name is supposed to be the city you're born in.
2: So I'd be Fela Washington. Or would that be Fila DC? Which sounds better?
1: Hmm. F- Fila Washington. Fila yeah. like the shoe.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my first pet. I had a Chihuahua from the time I was born
3: until about late nineties. Or so, even you could go Fila, the district and then it just sounds like you're like <laughs> you're like That's this some... this enigmatic like heart like yeah, like you're mystery. Like see I
0: hear that and I think like <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> Fila, the district. <laughs> <laughs> I also totally misheard earlier. I was going off the old formula of pet's name and street you were street you lived on, not city you were born in. So mine would be charity. Uh, Tacoma, which still works, doesn't work quite as well. Still classy though.
1: Yeah. Very, very western.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah. The your your various um, acts that you perform would be done with a cowboy hat. Yes. Yeah.
1: The cowboy <laughs> hat stays on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing my job, ma'am. Tip. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So what we are talking about um, this evening on our podcast, there is – it's caught some shit. And, and I've I've made my, my piece about this, but I'll do it again because, you know, I like talking. Quite possibly the most popular television show on any of the streaming services right now is uh, the MCU's WandaVision. It is – a topic of conversation pretty much everywhere you go like every every corner of the internet is talking about this show in one way shape or form i personally i th- i just since minute one i've enjoyed the shit out of this show there hasn't been any moment where i was like Well, oh, it's kind of slow because um i haven't done one of these in a while i'm gonna do a double bird lunsford here <laughs> here we go all right um for those of you who are like the show is slow shut the fuck up i am so goddamn i am so goddamn sick of hearing this refrain because everybody does this well but uh, i can binge watch other things yeah but you can't fucking fucking binge watch this you know what else you couldn't binge watch full house let's see what else couldn't you binge watch family matters uh the cosby show um uh the flash that was on cbs um there's there is a million shows that we all watched lost hey wow that's not that old You had to wait. And in fact, waiting actually made it better. And Tom Petty sang a song about it. Waiting is the hardest part. You know why it was hard? Because it's the anticipation. But actually, the anticipation makes it better. And you know why it makes it better? Because then you're forced to interact with other people. Oh, fuck, don't do that. Don't talk to other people. Be selfish and watch television all by yourself and shut yourself off in a little corner with your laptop and your headphones and never fucking talk to anybody. That's great, sometimes, but not now. Interact with people. It's great. We literally created a group where it's safe for you to do so, where people won't be dickheads. And if they are dickheads, we kick them out. So this is your chance. Watch something. Spend 45 minutes watching this thing and then talk with people about your various theories. This is what people were supposed to do. We are social animals. We were meant to interact with each other, not to just be curled up in a little ball, never talking to anybody and hissing at any people when you have lights turned on in the house. Just like enjoy the fact that you can share this with other people. It's okay, but also too. On the flip side of that, like, am I shitting on you for doing this? A little bit, yeah. But at the same time, we've all done it. The problem when you binge watch things is you don't retain the information. You watch what 60 hours of a television show over over a weekend, over like a three day weekend, and you don't remember anything that you watched. What happened in season three? I don't know. I'm on season 27 now. Like. It's too much information for our brains to to hold on to and you don't remember it. But when you have these gaps, you can you can fill it in. You can fix it. But like it really gives us all that opportunity to rebuild what used to be great about television and what used to be great about movies is that we can have these great fan theories. And it was one of the things that I liked about when they released the new Star Wars movies as much as they were shitty. We were able to formulate, like, well, who's Kylo Ren? What's he actually about? And what about Ray? What's Ray's deal? Like, you you got to have that thing that none of us got to experience because we were all too young to experience the original Star Wars movies coming out and having people talk about fan theories. You couldn't do fan theories with the prequels because we all knew what was going to fucking happen. Oh, I bet you Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, we all fucking knew he was going to. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's in the
0: poster for the first one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, oh, I just thought it was a really weird-looking shadow. Um, <laughs> my point with all of this is, is yes, binging is great, because sometimes it's a fantastic distraction from the world, especially the shit that we live in right now. But, like, now we're, there, there's this light at the end of the tunnel where we might actually get out of this thing, and we're going to try to come back to some sense of normalcy. This is our chance, you know, with things like this. And, like, you can do it digitally hell you can use webex and you can have webex conversations and yell at each other about all the things that you think about uh wandavision but like i'm i'm really disappointed i'm I'm using the dad voice now i'm not mad i'm disappointed that everybody is shitting on this for being quote unquote too slow because it's building a narrative and not only is it building a narrative it's doing a really good job at it and it's it's giving you little bits and pieces. It's not just like dumping everything on you at the beginning. You're getting a tease here, a tease there, a little thing where it's like, Well, what's this fucking helicopter? I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Like and then you find out three or four episodes later. Like that's how long term narrative is supposed to be told, not like tell you everything in one episode or in eight episodes that you can watch consecutively. Like you get a chance to really put the pieces together and really enjoy watching things play out. So I'm stepping down from my soapbox. I hadn't done the double bird lunch for it in a while. Um, I'm going to mute my mic and I'm gonna let you guys talk about this for a while. You want just to go after that? go, yeah, go round, I mean, go, like, round you, you, go round table. Give me your feelings on this, but also to like, um not just so much like the whole like the drawn out aspect of it also like how, what do you guys think of the story what do you think this is gonna go like are you happy with this like what are you hoping to see from from this and we'll start with our esteemed guest mr duke arlington uh, who will be performing um at the hangar club this weekend so make sure you have your tickets. Sing- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry mike it's the brown
0: derby <laughs> the brown derby bring your best girl or
1: guy you know whichever uh we're not gonna do <laughs> you're you're plus one guessing for free that's all i'm saying yeah. <laughs> um man where do i begin with all that man um, before you do one quick <clears throat> one quick note if you are listening to this
0: and you have not yet caught up on wandavision we are, we are up to, to episode four turn it off <laughs> yeah um seriously there will be
1: Spoiler no fuss given full
0: person. episode
1: this does, does that include a trailer because i have not seen the uh, trailer for the next episode but I'm, i, I don't... have not either okay um so i i, so I, have, I w- but i, I, I will say I this see. i'll say this.
3: i have but it doesn't really reveal anything honestly okay. from episode four
0: and back we're not talking about the leaks we're not talking about the the trailers for anything forthcoming but like if you've watched up through, if you haven't watched up through episode four, and you don't want to have anything, you know, give it away for you, this is not the episode for you. Finish that shit and come back. By all means, please
1: go ahead, sir. Um, man, where do I begin? Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, I have the same argument as as, as Mike did. I mean, it's all I've been he- like all I've been hearing it's never anything in the middle. It's either it's a really good show or it's, I don't like the pacing. And, um, I actually didn't catch it on the first weekend and somehow I avoided spoilers like the plague. And I think, I think people are getting a little better about like throwing up memes and and stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I caught like the two, three episodes of like, like, like maybe like back to back or whatever. And I was like, Oh, this is a really good show. Um, and I think what pulled me in is like the little hints about what's really going on, and you know stuff like that. But the thing that kept on bothering me is what everyone was talking about. "Oh, it's a patience too slow, things too slow." And this is the same argument that I heard for uh, the Mandalorian, you know. Um, and there's another series I, I don't have the top off my top of to my head, but it's uh, over the years. And I don't know who to blame for it. I don't want to put everything on Netflix per se, but it's, we have been so, we've been so catered to, that's the word. We are so wrapped up in binging these shows, you know, to a point where it really feels like these series are being written, like six, eight hour movies, 10 hour movies, you know, um, they don't feel episodic anymore. And this series, Mandalorian included, it feels like each episode is its own standalone that will connect to the, to the next episode. Um, I'm not one to binge like that. That's that's just me. I, I have a lot of other things to do with with my time. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of a lot of people want to do that. But because of that, I, I feel like it kind of like ruins some series because Wandavision, in my opinion, is a really good show. Uh, is very well executed that's that's the, my biggest takeaway from this, it is really well executed it feels like a period series, everybody from in that show looks like they belong in that decade uh, and then, oh, here's here's a twist, you know, but everybody looks like they are locked in all in for, for the first three episodes you know, I don't know what the next episode is going to be I don't know if they're going to go like 90s crime drama you know, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know where else you're going to go, but um, I'll, I'll pass it on for right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> MC, you want to start? You want to take, take over next? Mr. Brooks? I'll
3: take that. Uh, a no. Did I bore <laughs> him? On, did, did, I <laughs> him? Did, I, did I put him to sleep? Damn.
2: No, sorry, I was on mute. I ran to the bathroom really quickly. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um something is it my turn
3: if you well, want here, let's, <laughs> oh. i want to I, I wanted to tip into that like dude, i really liked that you pointed out some of the the positives because i didn't i was just, i just bitched about everybody being crybabies about it
1: well that's um, what i was trying to avoid i was like let me let you know me try that, I, hey you know I, what I wanna that, bitch, shows, that
3: shows that you're giving nuance to this so we're all getting a say and it's a little bit different i appreciate that man and like I grew up loving old school TV, like, like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Like I used to watch like Leave it to Beaver and I Love Lucy and things like that. And like, man, they got the aesthetic of that Mm -hmm. down in that first Mm -hmm. episode, man. And it was so cool to watch. And like, like you were saying, too, there's like it's like, oh, look, it's this goofy comedy. And then something real kind of seeps through and you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? And like, I've, I've really, really been digging that. I personally, I, I don't know why people are saying pacing is the issue. I'm wondering if the people who are saying pacing is the issue, are the people who are not familiar with the MCU. Oh,
1: no. on, on, on my end, it's not, that hasn't been it. On, on my end, or at least the things that I've seen or read about is just, I think they want all the answers. All, they want the, all the answers like right now. Yeah. you know. Like, why is this '50s here? Why is this '60s here? Like, there's a reason. We're gonna get there.
2: Yeah, and, th- and honestly, the the thought I had uh, through listening to both of you guys is, how the hell did any of these people make it through the Infinity Arc without complaining about pacing or things being slow? It took us ten years to get a, to get to the completion of it, and I'm not compl- I'm not complaining about it. I en- I enjoyed the hell out of it, but like, how like how did you get through all of that and not and not complain? We get a new TV show after a year and a half of nothing, because of pandemic and and a a ton of other things, and two three episodes into a, a new show, you're like, the pacing on this sucks, this is awful. And it, it, like, I, I really do agree with that article that uh, I think, Mike, you shared it or maybe maybe it was you, Rambo, that was like people forgot how to watch television mm-hmm. like with with, you know, with in, with this new era of, of binging. And honestly, some of that may be a little bit of pandemic fatigue because, I mean, I've binged a ton of shit over the course of over the course of uh, quarantine and really the Mandalorian has been is the only other thing that I was kind of really watching that was that was a week to week thing. Everything else I was just kind of consuming at my own pace, um, you know, whenever, you know, however many episodes I could get through in the in a sitting, I was doing it. So like I I, I think, you know, maybe it's par- it's partially that and and you know, people just complaining and being completely impatient with with this show. Like we're not going to get all the episodes right now. Like, and, and what kind of storytelling would that be if they answered every single question that ever needed to be answered in episode one and two, then what's the point of episodes three through nine? Like, it, it doesn't work that, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's like, people just need to give it, you know, to, to give the show a chance, give it, you know, like, give it a chance, give it, give it an opportunity to actually find its footing and to set up what's going to happen. Cause it's going to give you the answers you're looking for. Like we we know that it's like your questions are going to be answered. You just can't complain that it's not getting there fast enough when we're four episodes into this show like it which which sounds completely crazy to me because in what show in general have all the ha, have all the questions you've ever needed to be answered been answered four episodes in? None. And it, it ruins the mystery of the of the show. It ruins the anticipation of it. If if you have nothing to look forward to, because everything you've ever wanted to know was just already answered. You know, like I, I think Wandavision is wonderful so far. I, you know, as a former Naked Night kid, you know, yes, we used sir. to watch it, <laughs> used to watch it before bed. <laughs> way back uh, like I I loved all the aesthetics of the, of the first couple episodes and hell I, I even remember uh, uh, which uh, what was it ABC Fridays TGI Fridays whatever
3: yeah, T like,
2: yeah like I, I I remember that and it seems like we're gonna get into a little bit of that in some of the upcoming episodes as they dive into a, another uh, particular decade and I'm looking forward to it Cause I mean I, I you know I, I think many of us are big nostalgia people and so like on on some level it's kind of fun to revisit these you know these these old shows um, through Wandavision you know stuff that I used to really enjoy growing up but also kind of be excited because it's not entirely just that you know uh, we, we know that something else is going on and as evidence that points throughout the show so far characters also know hey something isn't completely right here and i want to go on that journey with them as they continue to you know uncover like hey what exactly is going on here what is what is being set up why am i even here to begin with yeah,
1: yeah uh, the, the one thing the one thing i want to add on yeah. <clears throat> on on everything that mr district uh, has said <laughs> is is that um yeah uh with with the um everybody wants their answers like you know right now they don't have the patience and the thing that i keep hearing is that oh it doesn't pick up to episode 4 well what happens in episode 4 well you you find out that whatever is going on is in a bubble and then you find out the twist from uh from from Monica Rambo what's really going on and it's literally only one line but it is like <laughs> it took four it, it took uh, four episodes for people to be like, oh, I just want to pick up. Uh, what happened to the first three episodes? Were you not paying attention? Did you want everything right then and there? Uh, was yes. nothing happening.
3: That's yeah. a really Good point though, too, because yep. do they not realize that the epi- the fourth episode wouldn't have the impact that it had if it wasn't for the first three? Yeah. Did they not well, realize, Oh, it doesn't well, pick now, up to the fourth episode. Well, that's, that's bullshit. Just, you're, you're
0: <laughs> using a lot of reason. And facts. <laughs> I'm gonna need, to I'm just gonna need to there, you to slow down there, cowboy. We, 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 we don't, don't, don't fact check down. We don't <laughs> fact check here. I, 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 you got a lot of logic coming at me. I'm gonna since take it we're, all with disrespect. Since Watch your mouth.
3: Since we're doing the MCU thing here, I mean, as um as the Black Panther himself said, no, no, we don't do that here. Yeah, <laughs> well, easy does. It. We don't do it. We
0: don't do that here. Yeah, I... way in, buddy. I think there's a couple factors in terms of why they're getting, there's so many complaints. Um, and, like, I, I will also say, I'm seeing a lot of people who are really excited about the show and who are really enjoying it. But I know that, like, the, I think, like, the Metacritic uh, audience review, it's one of those situations where the, the critical review was in the 90s and the, the audience review was in, like, the 60s or 70s. Um, Jeez. And I... I think a lot, I mean, and I, don't, I don't know where it is now, but I know that was, that was the case after the first episode or two. Um, I think a lot of it comes back to a couple things. One of which is, um, to some degree, you do have to be of a certain age to really fully appreciate what the show is doing. Because like MC said, you know, a lot of us, I think I, I wager to say it, you know, three out of four, if not four out of four of us, you know, all kind of grew up on Nick at night and. Seeing sitcoms that are older than we are. Um, I mean, shit. The first episode's opening credits. One, the, the first episode is based on the Dick Van Dyke show. But there's an Easter egg in the opening credits for the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, if you watch that, there's there's a fucking like, hey, hey, here's a fun little thing for you. When Vision wa- like carries Wanda into the house, he phases through the
3: ottoman. Instead of tripping over it, instead but, yeah.
0: of tripping over it, which is what Dick Van Dyke did in the opening credits of the fucking show, <laughs> like that is a deep fucking cut, and that's the kind of thing that we're getting from this show. And what's really, really interesting, um, you know, I, I so like, all right, that that's that's one big group of people is people who just can't really appreciate the specific homage is being made and the specific references we've made. All right, fine. You know, you don't like that particular thing, but if you're an adult and you have any sense of patience or any memory before the last 15 years, when you actually had to watch things episodically um, or buy the, you know, the box set DVD, when it came out, um, this is serialized storytelling, you know, Duke made a great point earlier in terms of the way people do have been doing stories for for the you know the last couple of years. Essentially, people are just making long movies with the expectation that things are going to be you know consumed in much bigger chunks than they have been, uh, uh, you know, traditionally. Um, you you have to look at this in terms of one greater story, but that it, that's designed to be consumed individually. Um, I remember when I was watching Mad Men. Uh, I, I picked up like the first box like the, the first season or two of uh, of Mad Men uh, uh, and was watching watching it. One of the things that you would get consistently, which if you watched episodically, I'm sure it had a much greater impact. But if you watch them all together, just seems goofy and kindest and just like really pathetic, is so many episodes of that show end with Don sitting on the, the stairs of his house just looking sad. <laughs> and it's it's this storytelling device that, you know, when you see them all lined up like that, you're like, that is just kind of goofy. Um, But, you know, when it when it's spread out, it has a little more of an impact because, you know, like Mike said, while you, you know, when you binge things, you 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 miss certain things overall because you're not you're 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 trying to take in much more information all at once. I think there's also something to be said for the adverse, which is when you're watching things one episode at a time, a week apart, your brain is, is comfortable forgetting certain things, you know, f- stuff that, that might have a heavier impact in the moment, but isn't necessarily tied to the overall narrative. So, you know, people can, you know, uh, creators can go to those wells more often uh, and, 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 ha- and create some of that symbolism. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, I think it's a lot of, a lot of these people who, uh, have been conditioned to watch things and appreciate things in a particular style and format, which is, you know, Netflix and streaming services in general uh, uh, have made it much easier to, to you know, to binge watch stuff. I mean, that, that's the fucking term for it. Um, and but also, you know, if you haven't been exposed to a lot of this kind of stuff uh, and a lot of things that they're, they're um, directly referencing, it might seem a little dry. But that's also, like, my friend Ebony made a great point um, about not just the degree to which people aren't willing to watch this episodically, but the lack of patience and the lack of, like, sort of an inquisitive mind that um, a lot of people are kind of suffering from. This is the perfect kind of show to do week to week. Oh, because yeah. mm-hmm. there's so much happening, there's so many things. I I found a subreddit for the series uh, after the, after I watched the first two episodes, and there was shit that I missed one hundred percent. That even people on the thread were like, "How the fuck did you see that?" In the was in the second episode, in in the Bewitched episode, the second one. Um, when there's a shot of Wanda coming out of the kitchen to her left on the wallpaper, there's this sort of like building motif very, very faintly there. It's the building that Pietro and Wanda are found in, it's the Hydra base from the beginning of Age of Ultron. Oh, now, huh? if yep. you are looking. You will one hundred percent miss that, and it's this great nod to the fact that Wanda is constructing everything around them, and her subconscious is pulling images here and there, and just assembling things as well as as she possibly can. Um, it's all there, (laughs) like you know, we're, we're we're getting things slowly but surely, but that's part of the fun too, is. You know, having these conversations, like when you binge watch stuff, you basically can only talk to people who have watched, you know, the entirety of it at the same time. With this, the commitment is so much less and you can have so much more of an interaction about it. Um, And that's one of the things I really love about the show and the fact that, like, everybody is killing it. Um, in in every aspect of it, like there's certain kinds of humor that you have to like really be able and be willing to adapt to um uh, you know over the course of these episodes because they're going a decade at a time um and you know, I really appreciate the fourth episode, but for me, I just wanted more of the sitcom stuff yeah because that's really been where the the sort of like meat and potatoes of the storytelling has been at least the more entertaining stuff um one more thing about it. And then I'll, I'll, I'll stop ranting. Um, a lot of the people who I'm seeing complaining are the exact kind of people who would bitch and moan about the fact that the MCU follows a f- formula. Well, guess what? This doesn't. This is yep. completely different storytelling than we've seen from them at all across the board. And the fourth episode, which is the one that people have been lauding, is the most formulaic of them. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, do you, I mean, like, I know the answer to this question, but it's like, do you actually not want what you say you want? Like, you can't trust the audience to tell you what they actually enjoy. And it's so frustrating to hear people bitch about this. Well, at the same time, they were the first ones to be like, "Yeah, but it's just the same thing over and over." Oh, it's just a bunch of origin stories. Okay, cool. We're gonna do something experimental and avant-garde and, and really trying to change things up on you. Oh, I don't like it. Fuck well, off. I
3: want more shirtless Thor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me let me let me say something because I'm apparently I'm not done with Double Bird Lunsford yet. Um, <laughs> um, it's you. Know, it's not that they don't want the formulaic. It's not that they don't want innovative. They're getting exactly what they want. They want a bitch. Yeah. And that's all they want. Yeah, It's never good enough for them. Nothing's ever good enough for them. Well, this isn't like the comics. Well, this is too much like the comics. You know what yep. it sounds like? fucking sounds like Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and like... What's, what's irritating to me more than anything else is this is emblematic of a bigger issue. Yes, I'm going to sound like an old man right now and say you goddamn millennials and your problems, which I am a millennial when we really break it down. But the issue it. that I have is is so many people want everything handed to them. They want all of the answers. They want all of the, the plot twists. They want all of it at the same time. They want it right now because they don't want to have to work for it. And this is, again, this is the same issue why you'll see people who say, oh, well, I want to be a writer or I want to be a podcaster or I want to be an artist and I want to draw and I want to do this and I want to do that. And people like myself, who is a podcaster and a writer, people like Rambo, who's an artist, people like MC, who are musicians, like will say to you, cool, well, let me hear some of the stuff that you have. Oh, well, I, I, I haven't put anything together yet. Then you haven't done anything and not only have you not done anything, you don't want to do anything because if you wanted to do it, you would do it. And that's the same th- that's the same problem with this is everybody has this vision in their head, no pun intended, of <laughs> the way that they want things done. And then when it's not exactly the way that it's done, they complain, but don't have anything to prove like to present themselves. Okay, what's your alternative? Well, I don't have an alternative. I just know that I don't like it. Okay, well, can you back that up with something? Nope, it's my feelings. That that's the problem, is a lot of people who are like us, who are willing to try different story types, try different narratives, different things, like when, when people are like, well, what are some of your favorite movies? I'm all over the map. It's not just one type. Because I, I can appreciate story in itself, like, regardless of how it's told. It doesn't have to be in a comedy. It doesn't have to be uh, a Will Ferrell slapstick fest. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I can appreciate all of it. And, like, I think – honestly, I think that if I was going to point a finger at it, streaming services where you can binge shit has made people lose an appreciation for the finer touches of – art when it comes to the visual medium they want everything and they want it all right then and if they can't have it that way then it's not good enough for them
2: yeah
0: yeah no man i mean it's you know the the we were talking about it earlier the thing that you know um people hate to hear you know how do i get good how do i you know how how can i draw like you oh do it a lot (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna suck it first and you're going to hate it, keep doing it. <laughs> like, when I hear people talk about um, uh, uh, stand-up comedy, and the the amount of work that's put in, um, and like, like a, a common theme I'll, I, I've heard a lot of different stand-ups talk about is how in order to be successful at it, you kind of have to be delusional, because you have to be, cont- you have to get up in front of people, bomb terribly, get off stage and go, yeah, that went kind of good. And then do that every night for a decade, <laughs> like just keep going until it actually does go well. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a degree of 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 effort and and um, you know like it's the show requires something of its audience and. I remember seeing a similar thing with um, with Annihilation when that came out. There were there were all these people who were complaining about it, and I'm like, oh, you didn't you didn't pay attention to the movie because it's all there, it's all broken down for you. Um, you just weren't willing to think about and consider what you watched. You needed somebody to hold your hand and walk you through it. But then if they did, the complaint would be, oh, it was so obvious. Okay, like. <laughs> Yeah, i mean mike you're right they, uh, people just want to bitch um now don't get me wrong i've seen legitimate cr- critiques of things um there's a there's a comic artist I, a comic writer i follow named justin jordan who does very reasonable well uh uh, uh, uh well handled and, and and well explored explore you know uh, uh, uh critiques of things and he was talking about how he thought that for like the the second between the, like, the second and third episodes, it dragged a little bit. There were there were things in the story that, you know, that weren't really uh, um, progressed, which, like, I don't agree, but that's OK. That's an actual critique. People who keep saying, oh, the pacing is off. No, it's not. It's you just don't word. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a new plot hole. Like, you don't know how to say you're bored because you can't pay attention like an adult.
3: And it's 30 minutes long.
2: It's 30
0: yeah. minutes long! <laughs> it's like for oh, real. Right? <laughs> this this it's isn't like an hour.
3: I was looking at Twitter. The... I, 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 whatever.
0: It's
2: boring. It's boring. This, this is, is not which is... nine movies. Jesus. Right. <laughs> The, the 30 minutes thing is funny because it, one of the complaints I've seen is people wishing that it were longer, like wishing it were mm-hmm. 40 to 50 minutes longer, while simultaneously complaining about the pacing.
0: Oh, the pacing's off. Fuck off. It's not I the pacing of the
3: show. How can a 30 minute show have bad pacing? Oh, fuck off. Like,
2: well,
0: to that, I would say, don't be wrong.
3: We, we,
2: we have gotten literally two hours of this show so far. And we're talking path. about the pacing.
0: Uh, I do like, like the pacing. It's, pacing. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, the, it, yeah it, it's the new buzzword. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain this. So, you know, I want to be able to sit in front of my TV and play with my phone and have something on in the background and check in on it. That's fine. Like, I, I have plenty of sh- I watched all the fucking Cheers doing that. Um, I get it. Like that, the next a, generation.
3: Yeah, that's mine. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah! It's it's a thing that, that people have sort of developed and a habit that people have gotten used to, is that you want to have multiple streams of media uh, uh, stimulating at the same time. That's fine. Well, this isn't that. And it requires so little of you. Pay attention, give it a half an hour
3: per week, and you'll be fine. You know, the funny thing about this is, I... In comparison to the esteemed James Rambo comic book extraordinaire expert, um, I'm I'm not super well versed with comic books. I also know that MC Brooks is in the same boat. Like he knows comic books, same as me. Like we we know about characters, we know about some of the arcs and stuff like that. But MC you wouldn't consider yourself like a, a like an expert when it comes to comic books, right? Not at all. Okay. But both of us have been able to watch this knowing the little bits that we know about the characters and have been able to formulate a pretty solid theory base of what was going on. Now granted you've done some, some, first off Bravo on your deep sea diving that you've done because you found shit on Twitter that is like blown my mind, like theories. And like I told both of you guys when we started this, I was like, I don't even want to read theories. I just want the story to play out. And now it's like, (laughs) give me all of the fucking theories. I want everything, all of it at the same time. Like, I've been able to follow this and see what's going on because I know from watching the MCU movies that Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, has the ability to warp reality with her powers because that's fucking what she does. And then we're watching a series that we're seeing is a warped reality. Oh, wow. Like, I've figured out that Wanda probably constructed this. And what did the fourth episode fucking show us? No, the third episode. I'm sorry. Uh, The third episode when... um, when Monica Rambeau decides that she wants to run her mouth a little bit, and she was like, hey, didn't your brother get killed by uh, Ultron? And she's like, the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, my theory was correct. I mean, it, it could be. There, there's, there's, I'm sure there's more layers to it. But, like, that's my point in this is, like, I, I'm paying attention to this. But also, I paid attention to the movies. And, like, it mm-hmm. – all I'm saying is, is instead of my angry old man rant, let me go another route with this. Um, folks, ladies and gentlemen, give it a chance. Put down your phone. Turn off your computer. Stop talking on Facebook. I know it's hard because, fuck, I have a really hard time doing it too. But, like, just sit down and watch a movie, a TV show, and, like, let yourself get absorbed into it. It's a really fucking great feeling. To mm-hmm. really be like totally engrossed in something and then be like, fuck, I want more. I want more of that. I can't watch more of it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up my phone that I put down for the last 30 minutes and I'm going to talk to other people about this because that's in a nutshell. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. literally is like, hey, I finished watching this. Have you watched it yet, MC? And MC's like, hang on, I'm watching it right now. And I'm like Rambo. He's like, oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. And then as soon as he watches it, he's like, I'm done. And then we all fucking <laughs> like gab like – like a bunch of friends at the diner holy shit look at that (laughs) he said the
1: name full circle (laughs) that's when when you clap in a movie theater exactly
3: (laughs) stand up and slow clap right
1: (laughs) yeah I
0: I mean that's that's honestly, at, I'd say at least half, if not more, of the enjoyment I'm getting from this show yeah. is getting to to you know, read up on some of these ideas that might might be coming down the pike and, and really thinking about them and thinking about the... Con- I have told anyone who will fucking listen to me about that Evan Peters Roseanne thing. I have been so excited to share that idea because it's so fucking cool. Even if it doesn't happen, the fact that something that, like, Someone looked at these disparate pieces and was like, oh, you could do A, B, and C if you connected these dots here and here and here. That's awesome. That's so fucking cool. And you only get that. And, peop- and you know, people would only really be doing that. Like, nobody talked about Stranger Things like this. Nobody talked about... Uh, uh, I'm trying I mean, to think of another... You're right. Like, I mean, don't go wrong. I enjoyed the shit out of Stranger Things, and I'm very anxious for the next season. But... I didn't have these kind of conversations with people. No, I watched it for what it was. I was like, yeah, it was cool. I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, but it would be things like, Oh, did you finish it? No, I'm on this episode. Okay. Let me know when you when you finish it. And that'd be it. Yeah. And then when I was done, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I really dug it. I thought this was cool and this was cool. And that was it. But this, go ahead,
2: man. I was going to say, uh, if you guys remember, this is how some of the biggest shows of the last decade got popular because people on Twitter were interacting with each other while they were watching or after finishing watching an episode. I remember seeing Game of Thrones trending every Sunday night, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead trending every Sunday night, Scandal trending every Thursday night. Like these are these these were shows that they 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 come out weekly. so It's not something you can just you can just immediately watch the uh, and because it was episodic you couldn't just immediately go binge it on Netflix and be caught up to where everything is now you literally had to wait till it aired for you to watch it and this is how a ton of connections were formed this is how uh this is how, it's a big reason of why Twitter like kind of grew as a social media platform because of hashtags and people doing stuff like this, like, Oh, yeah. we're going to, we're going to talk, our we're, we're going to talk our way through watching this episode or after an episode there's, we're going to share our theory. We're going to tweet out our theories. We're going to interact with people who also watched it and see what they thought about this arc or this character or this scene and whatnot. And, and that was part of the big fun of, of Twitter. Like, I hate award shows. I never watched them. But I watched them with Twitter because all the memes and jokes and everything that would come (laughs) from it was super enjoyable.
3: And I I got more pleasure from that than from any award show I ever watched. It's funny you say that because the same experience but with sporting events. That's that's what Twitter is for me. Like when when the Caps made the playoffs, when the Nats made the playoffs, when the Mystics made the playoffs – Having that interaction with people, and especially, like, during those championship runs, man, like, making friends with people, and, like, now you're, like – you have, like, Twitter jokes that go back and forth. That's fucking dope, dude. And that's the same thing that's happening here. And, like, I just – the people who are complaining about this are just—I really feel like they're missing out on something, and it sucks for them. It's great for us, you know. Fuck it, like you know, y'all be pissed off, pissed off about pacing or whatever your bullshit reason is. <laughs> but like, I—I want to point out, like, we've—we've we've talked a lot about the feelings of it. Like, I, w- I want to talk about the story real quick, and I want to get some theories from you guys on this. Um, overall, I, I think, and and correct me if I'm wrong, or give me the theories that you guys have. This is. Wanda's coping mechanism she's so distraught after endgame because like she said to Thanos you took everything from me and like she lost her brother she lost vision like and it's been that's the other thing too is between when vision died and when endgame happened what was it five years
1: five years Mm
3: -hmm. yeah so that's five years of her being in a really bad place and Mm -hmm. like and remember, this
2: this story is only about two or three weeks after Endgame has happened. So yeah. she's not even that far removed from the giant battle with Thanos and, and losing
3: Tony during that. Yeah, because furthermore, when we think about it, here's the other thing to take into consideration, too. Everybody got back what they lost for the most part, except for... Yeah. Wanda. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, Hawkeye lost... What um Scarlet Witch, Monica Rambo. That's Scarlet. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I meant uh, fuck what um Black Widow. Name. Thank you, Black Widow. Jesus Christ. Another <laughs> color and then a thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> like yeah, and, and yeah. Dude, please I- extrapolate on that man, because that's that's a really fucking good point. Let me tell you, the beginning of episode four, I was like, oh okay, what's going on? And then like we get to see fucking Monica Rambo get undusted. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like. You want to talk about a fucking incredible intro, but yeah, go ahead, man.
1: Take the, take the, take the uh, mic. I, I'll, 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 trauma best. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you had, the, you had the first three episodes. That was, that was definitely like it. There was something like creeping in the background, like what's really going on. And, uh, you know, there's some of us are familiar with, uh, is it House of M that she, that, that sort of, kind yeah. of yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the, the, one of the big events of the last, like, you know, 20 years, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, what what I what I like about the whole MCU in general is that they take ideas from different events in Marvel, but they don't make it the centerpiece. With that being said, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with House of M because House of M, she killed everybody, right? She, um, she kill, kill everybody. The,
0: the, in, in the X Men books, it's referred to as the decimation, uh, which I don't think that the word is even actually being used properly. She reduced uh, the, the number of mutants down to 198 from several million.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. No no more mutants is what happens at the end of House of M. Um, And and, that drops that number significantly.
1: And and I don't know how they're going to have that here. Um, Yeah, it does feel like a coping mechanism because there's little things that are bringing her back to the reality, like the beekeeper showing up, you know, that shouldn't have been there. The um, um, uh, The helicopter.
2: the helicopter, the, the spy big, helicopter,
1: the, spy yeah. helicopter. The, the 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 radio. When you have um Monica ask her about her brother and she blasts her, you know, four walls. I, I don't know how she survived that, by the way, but um, yeah, it, it just feels like one big coping mechanism. And there's little things that she's running from that she's not acknowledging. When she sees visions like corpse, like walking mm. around for that split second, scared oh, the shit out of me. Yeah. That was you know? that was frightening. That was
3: by far one of my favorite. Just like, it was what two seconds of, of visual,
1: but like what a fucking powerful visual oh, that. And is. and on and, and and that because I don't I don't I don't want to forget this. I'm I forgetting a lot of points unfortunately. The um, there's in that episode, I want to say it's right after right after she sees that Vision walks over to her on the couch, says something, and then it skips back to him. And he says like a completely different line, and I'm like, wait, was that was that my was that my TV or was that an edit? Was that a, was that an? Ed-? I literally rewound it to see it again. Like, was that me that up with tripping, or is that part of the show? So I saw it again. I was like, oh, that's an edit. Is that Wanda editing it or is that someone else editing it? You know, these little things were. Vision is kind of like saying hey there's something weird going on here and Wanda's like sidestepping like no I don't want to talk about it let's talk about these babies you know it does feel like one big giant coping mechanism for everything that, that she went through at the same time it with it being just a bubble you know is there something else going on like is there something controlling her you know when when Jimmy Woo is in the, on the radio you know saying like Wanda who's doing this to you you know, it sounds like it's not just her, like there's somebody else involved in this, you know? Well, I, yeah, I think that, sorry, MC, go ahead. Oh, no, I was
2: going to say, just to uh, piggyback off of that, and I lost my thought as soon as, oh, I'm sorry, as, soon as I said something. Uh, I
3: mean, can we all just be excited that John Krasinski's back on TV? I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, always there happy we go. to see Jam. Of course. <laughs> but of course.
2: Oh, I I remember. I was going to say, I mean, and the coping thing would would be an, an explanation as to why we're getting all of the old sitcoms. Because what do so many of us do whenever we're in a bad place? Or, you know, just need like a pick me up. We'll, we'll watch something that we're familiar with. We'll watch for me before I left Netflix, it was the office. Like I could binge watch just any any couple of random episodes, cheer me up, put me in a place with something that I'm familiar with that I know can cheer me up. And for many people, it can be some of these old sitcoms like Dick Van Dyke. Or, or Roseanne or Bewitched or, you know, like you pick any one of them. It could be an, it could be an explanation for why she seems to be reliving uh, these, these decades, these, these random eras um, while she's coping. Because as I said before, we're not that far removed from Endgame. And she's obviously still dealing with all of the trauma from Vision uh, being killed five years prior to that. And it's not like she spent that five years trying to process everything that all of that is, is happening now. And we're watching it in, in real time. Um, and I'm, I'm super intrigued about kind of like the point, uh, Duke made about, you know, like, is there something else going on? Like there, there have been very subtle references to like a devil or the devil, like at various points throughout the first three episodes whether it's um so uh, okay. yeah whether Sorry. whether <laughs> whether whether it's like that uh the on the toaster you can find like the backwards upside down 666 on the on the toaster uh whether um it's agnes having that throwaway line and i want to say episode two um when someone says something about the devils in the details and she's like, well, that's not, that's not the only place he is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Agnes hurt, the fact that Agnes constantly, this is one that I missed and I'm probably going to butcher it. But, um, the fact that he's named Ralph, which like, like means devil in some, some other language or something like that. And the fact that we haven't seen him, there's been no reference, uh, no ref, no real, uh, reference to him the only information we know about the the ralph character is only coming through agnes who coincidentally as of episode four is the only person we don't have any identification for out of all the people that they discovered are inside of this alternate reality going on
3: hang on a second isn't there a character in comic but i don't know comic books rambo i've i've never read one before um isn't there a character that has named Agnes that has something to do with the Scarlet Witch? Um, so Agnes is
0: almost certainly Agatha Harkness. Um, which if you take Agnes, ness ag Utha um, mm-hmm. she is, she's the woman that, and I'm sure I'll get some of this wrong because there's a lot of fucking Marvel history or know that I don't. Um, Agatha Harkness is an actual, like proper witch. like, You know, uh, uh, Wanda's a mutant. Her powers come from her mutation. But Agatha Harkness is like, no, no, no. I did the fucking work and learned how to use spells and shit. Which, and she is almost certainly um, had some kind of influence, either either currently is still, or uh, or initially had some some influence on Wanda in terms of the degree to which her powers have developed. this is a larger thing that I'm happy to talk about, but I don't want to cut MC off. Uh, uh, so yeah, man. If you want to, uh, please, by all means, finish your point, and uh, and
3: I can keep talking about this shit. No, I just no, wanted that little we'll tip in on. real quick of, of yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, thank you for that, Mister Comic Book Expert Man. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no,
2: uh, carry on, Rambo. I was, I was done. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so my own personal
0: theory about this is, um. In terms of what what is going on overall, I think that the way uh, and I'm just going to keep calling her Agatha because again she's all, that's almost certainly who she's playing. Like we know that for if, if, and and if you watch the, the the trailers that came out before the show started, we know that there's a Halloween episode that's more than likely going to be the next one, or the one after that. Um, and there's a shot of oh my God. Catherine Han dressed up like a witch. Um, so, which is like, it's too fucking obvious for it not to be in a very clear reference to something. Um, uh, uh, to, to, to further MC's points earlier, uh, in the second episode, uh, Agnes is, Agnes keeps making reference to her rabbit, Senor Scratchy. Mr. Scratch or Old Scratch is a nickname for the devil.
3: God uh, damn it, I missed yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
0: in the comics... Nicholas Scratch is the son of, uh, darkness. Ag- so it could be a couple things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it could also, it could also just be a throwaway joke and it could be like, you know, red herrings over, you know, all over the place for, for the, the nerds to find all these deep cuts. Um, <laughs> but there's so much that's, that's worth exploring. Um, that, you know, it's hard not to give it credence, but yeah, I think overall what ends up happening is, um, and, and to, to, to add to the overall sorrow of Wanda Maximoff, she lost her brother, she lost, uh, uh, you know, the man she loved. I just rewatched Age of Ultron. I don't know if y'all remember what happens at the end of Age of Ultron, but the country she's from gets incinerated. It gets fucking destroyed, <laughs> turned into goddamn dust by the Avengers in an effort to save as many people as possible. Most of the people, most if not all of the people in Sokovia are pulled off the island that's made by fucking Ultron uh, and saved. But the actual, like, meat and potatoes of the country proper is destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, imagine if, you know, not only... You went back to your hometown and, you know, oh, that that great sandwich shop you used to go to. Oh, now it's a fucking Barnes and Noble. Oh, bummer. No, what if it was just a fucking hollowed out crater? <laughs> there was nothing. Oh, that place you grew up? Your fucking elementary school? No, it's glass. There's nothing there. <laughs> That's some dramatic shit um so so you have you have that right she's lost all these hey,
3: wander you going home for the holidays
0: oh too soon yeah i'll bring in a tent <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: i mean it's so you so you you've got that right you've got all this loss and you have her trying to cope with this my theory is she went to agatha to one learn to cope with this loss but two you know she, Wanda can rea- like alter reality. Wanda is unquestionably the most powerful Avenger. Her only limitations are her own subconscious. Because if she can really let herself go and really harness her powers, there's nothing she can't do. The only reason that she didn't murder Thanos is he called it a fucking Airstrike. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was about to get bodied and he was like no I don't give a shit kill our own people I'm not gonna die by this broad. Um so I think that she goes to Agatha to try and learn more about her powers I think that when Wanda gets to a point where she's like okay I think I can do what I want to do that's when she makes the fucking bubble that's when everybody in West, Westview gets stuck in there and I think Agatha got, yeah. uh, got stuck
2: as well um, I'm I mean, good. I was going to say, I, I, I think you can go a step further with that too, because I think with all the devil references too, that I think Agatha may be in some sort of contract with Mephisto. And that
0: is one so, of the very popular theories, absolutely.
3: Yeah. They did, they did say that this was going to be kind of the lead in to um, Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and I think you could even explain it insofar as Agnes is able to kind of blend in with the reality without uh, sticking out per se, but someone like Mephisto wouldn't be able to have that discreet a presence. So you could even see Agnes as some sort of spy character, or trying mm-hmm. to make sure that you know Scarlet, that uh, Wanda within this reality, you know, still kind of stays within with the parameters of whatever mephisto would like her to do or stay or or, or whatever the case and i remember i because I, I read uh, this uh theory recently about um the stork and the fact that wanda was unable to make the stork disappear and the fact that you know storks You know, like how we know it is, storks generally bring your children to you, uh, historically speaking. So perhaps the stork could have been some sort of manifestation of, if not uh, Mephisto, then perhaps whomever is behind the scenes trying to pull strings here and kind of demonstrating to Wanda, like, I'm the one who has brought your children to you. And she was unable to get rid of it. 100%.
1: That makes that makes 100, just as much sense as anything else going on in the show, honestly. And you know, um, with, with all with all that go, going with what Rambo is saying, it kind of makes sense why some of the characters and I I should have looked up a cast list for I, I got on here, but um, <laughs> the neighbor in episode three starts sawing his wall. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, like, there's something wrong with him, and and visions like is asking him like, yo, what's, is everything okay with her? He's like, yeah, everything's just fine. It's like, and obviously we get the candle after, but we know there's something wrong here, you know. Um, the same with um, episode two, um, when they had the uh, the social, the, the social gathering, which was which was weird because social distancing, weird now. <laughs> Keep your fucking distance, goddamn it! Like six feet. And <laughs> and uh, one of them breaks breaks the glass, and there's blood coming, you know, coming out of her hand. And, and
0: oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like, is there a glitch in the system or something? You know, these little things like that. It's you
0: get these little peaks where Wanda's control, and I and I, I do think it is Wanda for the most part. Um, and, and, yeah. and I'll add to this as well. I think she is also under her own control. I think that whatever she's done is affecting her directly as well as everybody else, because you get these moments of lucidity where something will go wrong. um, And it's fucking handled so brilliantly in the first couple episodes in particular, where the first two first episode is shot in a standard three camera setup for, for sitcoms, right? And when something, you know, quote unquote, real happens, it suddenly becomes a single camera setup. And so you can see, like, in terms of the actual like functionality of, yeah, like when the, the... boss starts choking on the sausage, yeah, exactly. Um, you can see. Uh, oh wait, somebody, somebody pointed out. Um, no, it's not the sausage. It's the uh uh, uh um. Oh fuck, is it the steak? It's, well, she made breakfast. Her, breakfast know. She did No, She did. She did. But there's a reason that when that when 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 Vision pulls it out of his throat, he looks at Wanda, because she she did. She made eggs and toast and and I, I think, and I think like sausage or something. But he's not. Oh no, that's what it is. It's the chocolate covered strawberry. He's choking on the chocolate covered strawberry, because he was asking her, "Where are you from? Why are you here?" And he kept asking that question and Wanda panicked and somebody made a great point which was why would he be the only one to have that strawberry on his plate? He didn't Wanda put it there. Wanda put that like she was, was she was going to let that questions. guy die. And that, and it's only it's only when she tells Vision to help him that he does. It's because only when she allows that control to be, mm-hmm. uh, 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 to yeah, when, when she when she flat tells him, no, do
3: this. His vision yeah, is not, not actually there.
0: I, I, I don't know. He might be, um, because again, yeah. he has crazy reality altering powers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it. Put it this way: if if it's not our vision, it's some version of vision, because yeah. he is slowly learning what's going on as well. Um, And I mean like Agatha or Agnes is definitely pulling some strings to some degree because the neighbor that starts sawing through that wall doesn't do that until after he starts, he's been talking to her and she's the one that points out to vision. Like, Hey, you left Geraldine in the house by in the house with, with Wanda. Is that safe?
3: I got a feeling that that (laughs) just my theory, my theory, like it's a combination. I, I think that they're using her. They're using Wanda and they know how strong her grief is, but they also know how powerful she is. But also because she is grief stricken and because she's vulnerable, they're using her for something and it's going to do i don't know what but either way i am excited as fuck for what the show is gonna give us yeah.
1: because, because like
3: yeah it's gonna be something amazing i, I
1: don't it's want I, uh, I don't want to jump i don't want to jump to anything but like because for, for, first off you're you're not gonna have this conversation if we binge the entire nope. snap. No. <laughs> right thank you Sure. um like again, the little Easter eggs, like everything that Rambo just said that I that, like, I didn't catch. One of the one of the things, like, okay, I'm just let's, let's start off with this. Might open a door for X Men. Don't know. Everyone's excited for it, but I want to see the build up. The second thing I didn't catch this, um, when Monica and uh, I, I don't I don't I don't remember the guy's name, but when she's at Sword and having a conversation about. Um, sending uh, astronauts into space, whether it's manned and unmanned, there's some type of possibility of Fantastic Four being introduced. Call oh it. yeah, oh, they're having a conversation. <laughs> you know, so fucking. Excited.
2: I totally, I totally, I totally said this ex- like something very similar to this in one of the chats the other day about how like a lot, a lot of the the dialogue when she's at Sword. Like it seems to be setting up that for 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 them to be able to uh, do Fantastic Four in the future, especially if you if you also remember that Nick Fury uh, is in space, you know, helping Sword kind of reestablish their their presence up there, and the fact that like for example, uh, when she's at Sword, they mention that they have these protocols in space, or excuse me, these protocols in place for. Uh, astronauts who are, you know, uh, returning from the snap or from like lost missions or from 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 kind of anything like that. And I know one. Thi- I don't. I don't buy it, but I've I've heard a theory that perhaps the Fantastic Four are, could be uh, lost somewhere in like the mi- well, uh, It's not the microverse, right? That's DC, right? Oh, the the negative zone. No, like, no. like we like where are we're, talking uh, the, the bubble we're, we're gen- yeah we're mentioned. Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, well, no, saying that like, like they are some people who perhaps were lost in, uh, like in uh, you know, the where Janet right. yeah, yeah, yeah where, like, where Janet Van Dyne was,
3: yeah, quantum zoner, yeah, yeah, I the you're quantum, about, where the quantum realm.
2: They... yeah, quantum realm. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, so like yeah. I've heard, you know, something. I've heard st- something about that being a potential um, a potential place that perhaps, uh, you know, like if they could return from that, that, uh, the stuff with them setting up for space and astronauts that, you know, perhaps they could be like members of sword who are current members of sword who are, you know, like all the stuff that they're setting up in WandaVision is going to eventually come full circle. Uh, what was that stuff I've mentioned? The, uh, the radiation, the CMBR. Oh yeah. The oh yeah. The cosmic radiation. background radiation. Yeah. The, could, could be an explanation when they are up in space for, you know, whatever thing helps them get their powers. I mean, there, there's a, there's a, I mean, like, I, I think like, I don't think we're going to get a, going to get a ton of stuff but I, I think they're really low key, like setting up a lot of the groundwork for a fantastic Four film uh, since that's going to be one of the, the, the one of the properties that they want to do Right. And while everyone's complaining about wine vision being slow, this is the kind of background stuff that's going to allow them to do that movie without having to set everything up in that movie as well.
0: They are laying so much groundwork for what is 100% going to be the future of the MCU. Yep. The yeah, it's like a bridge. I mean, like, so, so in, in terms of like just a, a sort of a, a theory I'll address what, what, uh, Duke was saying earlier about house of M. So the end of house of M basically Wanda's reaction to, to everything going really, really bad. And I won't explain all of it cause it's a lot. It's um, a lot. But uh, like, we can, we can maybe do a special episode where we just let me, you know, put a fucking coin in me and let me go. Um, <laughs> but the, the end of it is Wanda's, Wanda's solution is no more mutants. And she just strips the powers from, hundreds of thousands of mutants um i'm inclined to believe this is going to be a reverse house of m i'm inclined to believe that this is this is how like like you know like like he said earlier uh that this is what sets up x-men this is what sets up fantastic four because you know marvel has this great opportunity from a meta standpoint with this character to really easily open the door for these properties that they've, you know, that, that, that Disney purchased in the last couple of years. Um, so that makes a lot of sense, particularly with the multiverse things, uh, uh, multiverse of madness coming up. Um, this is, it, it's definitely going to be used to some degree. But uh, uh, Wanda's kids, Wanda's kids, at least one of them, uh, Billy, Billy is Wiccan from the Young Avengers. We've already got a uh, uh, Kate being set up in the Hawkeye show that's going to be coming out, um, they're 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 laying all this groundwork for you know new superhero teams for you know new small like smaller franchises within mm-hmm. the larger MCU. Um, this show is doing so much, not with so little. It's just people think that there's nothing there because they're not looking for it. Yep, and it's really
3: frustrating. I just I take it back, like we what year did iron man come out 2008 uh, 2008 yeah um, okay it's 2008 people watch iron man and are saying "Oh, pacing like, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> like <laughs> that that's essentially what people are doing with this you're setting up an entire universe for what do you do next after the biggest fucking thing ever and pacing is what people are saying. Like, it's just it, it's <laughs> and, laughable
1: and, and, to me. Like, everybody wants the big bad, like, right now. And there's so many theories about the big bad. Like, I, there's what my dream scenario would be. But there has been no inclination on who the big bad guy's gonna be. And with what happened in Infinity War, how do you, how do you, you gotta outdo that somehow. And one dude went across all over the galaxy, round up a bunch of stones and killed half the universe because he thought it was a good idea. Now you have to spit, and I have to spend time to like build up a big bad. you you gotta you need time for that. You gotta build the story, you gotta build the characters. you gotta build the villains, well, you know? And you also have to
2: reestablish. Your Avengers team, just because of where everyone else, where everyone is at the end of Endgame. Yeah, that's sort of. Widd- Black, Black Widow's gone. Tony is gone. Cap is an old man now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, yeah, need- you have you to need-
0: set everybody else up.
2: Yeah. Which yeah, funny have enough,
0: set- but I'm uh, sorry. A, yeah, uh, uh, a lot of this stuff was what was being discussed like four or five years ago. Captain Marvel was f- supposed to be first introduced in the age of uh, uh, the, end, the end of Age of Ultron yep. that last shot we get where Cap is looking over and seeing all of the new Avengers team with Falcon and Vision and everybody she was supposed to be there and among other things fucking awful piece of shit Ike Perlmutter at Marvel uh, now at Disney um, was like no no, nobody wants to see a woman superhero it's the same reason Black Panther got pushed back by like two years no, nobody why? cares about a black superhero
2: The reason the Black Widow movie is coming out now instead of Mm -hmm. Phase
0: 1 or 2. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, like, you know, these things that happen, they don't happen, you know, no pun intended, in a bubble. Uh, (laughs) They they happen due to very direct um, influence people have, both good and bad. And I think Kevin Feige has been fighting the good fight for a long time, but it was only in the last couple years that he finally went to... The Disney board was like, "Look, I'm not gonna deal with his bitch ass anymore. So I can leave, um, yeah. or you can get him off my back and have him so that I am not reporting to him." And they were like, "Dope, do it up." Uh, <laughs> yeah, because no he was gonna he
2: was gonna leave he was gonna uh, leave. Like yeah, it was it was specifically the the, the war over uh, civil war, oddly enough, because he wanted to uh, Ike want didn't want he he did he thought Robert Downey Jr. was too expensive. So he, he wanted the actual feature characters of that to be Captain America versus Hulk, I believe it was. And to have that be the the big fight. And he wanted to completely just write off the Iron Man character because RDJ was too too pricey. Uh, was, it,
1: was it was Disney acquired Marvel by that time, right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, way way I, past that point. yeah. Because yeah. Disney I, got money.
2: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 that, was, that was the other thing. Was Perlmutter yeah. was 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 a big muckety muck at, at Marvel, and so when Disney bought Marvel, he got he was put on the board for Disney. So he's he's overseeing uh, um, a bunch of stuff with Marvel. Like, and there's an argument to be had for like him being a piece of shit and a Trump supporter, which he is. Means oh, yeah. um, like ah, I shouldn't support Marvel. It's like. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. If you're going to start, like, cutting off every single piece of media or anything you enjoy because the richest, richest, richest man at the very top is a piece of shit, I hope you enjoy the book you write yourself in the
3: woods. Um, (laughs) So, like, you know, take the joy you can find wherever you can. Um, dragons and knights and it's a good fucking book
0: man. it's gonna be fucking dope yeah <laughs> um, but be sure to finish it because nobody wants to read your unfinished manuscript um... <laughs> but yeah no, it, it's it's it's, uh, it's fucking wild you anyway, choked
3: me up <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: okay, so I, I mentioned earlier a thing about Evan Peters and Roseanne do you know what I'm talking wait, about?
3: wait pause us because we will save that for the second episode.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Uh, oh, you hear <laughs> yeah. that fucking tease? Yeah. Yeah, a little teaser. You thought you were done. You're not
1: done. Gotta bring Ooh. them back. Gotta bring make bring them binge the on this podcast.
3: <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Ladies, gentlemen, every person out there, even if dogs are listening to the podcast, that's fucking dope. Cool. I don't care. Any entity out there who is listening to this podcast thank you very much for your support for continuing to share the awesome things that we do here at the great geek refuge 2021 is gonna be a dope ass year we are achieving things that we've never achieved before and i just i can't wait to see what's coming next we got more podcasts on the way we have new concepts coming on the way there's just so much cool shit. I can't wait to share with all of you. There's articles galore that we're going to be writing, just so much great stuff out there. And the reason why I say this is because thanks to Mr. MC Brooks and the theme song he wrote, we have this great new catchphrase that works for this website and this podcast endeavor we have. And that is there are no heights we can't reach. So thank you again for listening. Uh, Thanks to MC Brooks, to Duke Arlington, to James Rambo, to everybody out there who's listening uh, catch us on the next episode wherever you find your podcasts because we got more to talk about when it comes to this. In fact, we'll talk about some of our cool favorite retro TV shows since this is uh, since WandaVision has kind of made us a little bit nostalgic. So stay tuned. We'll be back uh, with the next episode, and uh, we'll catch you then.
0: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
2: This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) Yeah, boy!